name's Andy Cope and welcome to the most uplifting podcast in the world. As a positive psychology researcher, I'm excited, delighted and honoured to be sitting in the podcast hot seat. The aim is to bring you guests who have something interesting or insightful or inspirational. They might have a story to tell, something clever, something simple, anything goes. We hope to inspire, educate, entertain and on a good day, maybe even make you chuckle. Why should you listen? Well, we figure life is relentless. It's full on. And most people are a million miles away from feeling as great as they could. So think of this podcast as a reminder or maybe a leg up to being a better version of you. Sometimes against the odds. So relax, open your ears, open your mind and allow me to bring you this week's amazing episode of the best podcast in the world. On with the show. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen and dear podcast listener, um, this is being recorded at a time of international crisis, so the coronavirus, we'll call it our virus special. Um, Currently, this is, uh, we're sort of middle of March, the UK is not in total lockdown like some countries, but uh, it's coming, we can see that it's coming, and I suspect we're all going to get an extended Easter holiday. we know that the virus is serious, so we're not belittling it in any way. This is our virus special. Uh, if you're combi- before we start, before we get on to today's guest, a very special guest, by the way, if you're confined to quarters, I'm thinking, well, you may as well read a book <laughs> or listen to a podcast, which, of course, you are. So self-isolation is a chance for personal development. Never miss an opportunity to sell a book, Andy. So if you want to emerge more positive and more kind of inspired and more enthusiastic and ready to take on the rest of your life then a book we got loads of books in our shop we've got shine uh, written with gavin we got zest written with gavin and will we've got diary of a brilliant kid we've got brilliant teenager we've got leadership books we've got emotional intelligence books we've got a whole range of reading materials so while you're locked away in isolation confined to quarters get yourself some decent reading material so today's guest extra special guest I have to say someone I've known for 53 years we have a bit of a love-hate relationship over those years to be fair enough I know that deep down he's a good guy he's got flaws I know that he's got many flaws and how do I know I know because today's special podcast guest is actually a doctor of happiness it's actually me enjoy Oh my gosh, podcast listeners, I'm so excited because we got this special guest today. And guess who it is? It is me. Oh my gosh, how, what an ego I must have to appear on my own podcast so that I'm not in the hot seat. Jace, are you there? I'm here, Andy. I'm here. Hope you got some good questions, mate. They're coming to me as we go along. No, look, I'm, the reason that we're doing this, I think, is probably the biggest question of anything. Why we're here, you know, whilst it's awful what's happening and, and, and going on at the moment, and we all fully, fully appreciate that. There is still some things that we can be positive about, and and it's the impact that that positivity can have on on how we deal with stuff now. Good lad. And you're obviously incredibly well placed to answer that one. Okay, mate. Well, let's just rewind. So tell the listeners exactly where we are today. We are. This is 13th of March. It's a Friday afternoon. Uh, our company's been decimated by uh, cancellations of training, obviously. So currently, Ireland's in lockdown. Italy's in lockdown. Uh, Donald Trump has just stopped flights from all of the EU except the UK, which is weird. Um, and we're probably on the verge of closing down schools and, and everything in this country as well. So I'm a lo- you remember Dad's Army, mate? You remember Dad's Army? There was yeah, Corporal cool. Jones. Corporal Jones would go, don't panic. That was his catchphrase, don't panic. And the act, the act of Corporal Jones shouting to his team, don't panic, created panic in his team. And I don't want to, 
I don't want to lighten this too much because I know that the coronavirus is a a, a really dangerous thing. And I, I look, I've got elderly parents. I've got a, an 85 year old father in law, and I wish everybody well out there. However, I think in terms of don't panic, we can be counterintuitive in this podcast and come through um, come at it from a slightly different angle. I mean, in terms of the cancellations, by the way, just a note to all our businesses and anybody listening to this: we're open for business. So Otterby and Brill has continued to be open for business if you want training. But obviously, it's out of our control. Lots of businesses are closing down and working from home and stuff. But Harvard Uni have just closed down. Apparently, I've just got a notification from our guy in America. All classes in this semester are cancelled at Harvard and all the lessons have moved online. Sanja, one of our trainers, is at a conference in Miami. He's flown out to Miami. Conference is cancelled. So not a bad place to be stuck in self-isolation on Miami Beach. So we sent him to Miami anyway. So, mate, can I, can I, I know you've got some questions for me and we're well, going to talk can about I, stuff. Can go I on, quickly interject? I've, as you know, I've had one or two jobs in the past and one of the jobs I had for, for 18 months, I was a, a retained fireman. And it's interesting what you're saying about don't panic because the thing that, one of the first things you learn in the fire brigade is, you know, you arrive at a situation and it's life-threatening. It's immediate, there's danger, there's problem. could be a car, could be a fire, could be whatever. But the first thing you do is assess the situation and work out what you can do about it and i think that's maybe where this podcast is coming at we looked at we appreciate it is life-threatening we appreciate it's impacting the whole world but rather than go along on that tidal wave it's what can we do about this and that's where we're coming at it from i think yeah mate and i can i just chuck some science right so sit comfortably sit comfortably right because it's my at this time i'm the guest right so i get to do the talking (coughs) so here we go right so if i'm going to apply a bit of what positive psychology let me build let me build a picture right so there are four types of human energy. So if you look at uh, the work of a guy called Kim Cameron, who, uh, Kim Cameron is a very influential guy. I love what he does. He talks about four different types of human energy, right? So the first is physical energy, which is this sort of naturally occurring um, sort of energy that's produced by burning calories. So calories in, you, you put food in one end and that produces calories. I mean, on the note on that, on physical um, energy, is be careful to consume the right kind of calories. So for example, energy drinks, they might give you a, a, an alertness and a buzz, but they're not really... Uh, long-term energy and and fast food might fill you up but it isn't going to nourish you so but physical energy gets depleted right so you have to keep eating to keep physical energy second type of energy is is mental energy now mental energy is concentration and sort of brain work um so you know like when you sometimes you're in the what the psychologists call being in in the in the state of flow which uh, you sort of call in the zone so it's when you you're working on a project, you're working on something, you look at your watch and three hours have flashed by and you don't feel, you can't, oh my gosh, where's that going? You've been so absorbed in what you've been doing. Um, but obviously we don't get in that zone often enough, that mental energy. We're often in the modern world, we're depleted. We're doing the opposite of flow. We're scrolling and on, 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 on screens, we're sitting, we're, we're, we've got no natural light, we're on social media, we are multitasking and we're mentally depleted. So physical energy and mental energy get depleted during the day. The third one, and just hang in there, listeners, this is building to something, right? So the third one is uh, what Kim Cameron calls emotional energy. Basically, this is your feelings and these are depleted by intensity. So what that basically means is the more intense the feeling, the more draining it is. So, and now that makes sense at a level where you think about things like sadness. So uh, grief, for example, is absolutely exhausting because it's a very depleting um, emotion. But actually, so too are, are the high energy, uh, sorry, the, so the extreme high. So exhaustion 
he's a bit counterintuitive, but if you think about the last wedding you went to that was epic and you had such a great time, but you got home absolutely exhausted by the emotional high there. So, so number one was physical energy, which depleted. Number two is mental energy, depleted during the day. Number three is emotional energy, depleted during the day. Now, here is where the art of being brill comes in, right? And where the positive psychology stuff comes in. That fourth type of energy is what Kim Cameron calls relational energy. And mate, I love this because it's different from the other three. It's the only one that increases as it's exercised. So essentially what that means, it's, a, it's a enhanced and revitalized sort of interpersonal relationships. So you can think of a handful of people in your life that we call the two percenters in our workshops, yeah? But that handful of people who've got relational energy, which is uplifting, invigorating, rejuvenating. And where does relational energy come from? It comes from people. All right, so I'm so excited that we're in the kind of the right place here. This is the two percenters. They're, it's like an energy infusion or almost a transfusion of energy, and it's totally renewable energy. So the only form of energy that can renew during the day that is free and is easy is with people. Right, so the government advice. So let's just apply that to the government advice at the moment. And I'm not having a go at the government, right? I think the advice of <laughs> washing your hands and all that kind of stuff is great, but self isolation. Just have to think about that for a second. Locking yourself away in your house and being fed through your letterbox is, is we're going to cause depression, right? Human beings need interaction with other human beings. I'd rather have chuffing coronavirus rather than depression, but you know what I'm saying. So anyway, so I'm going to come on to, if you build on those four pieces of energy, uh, I want to come on to maybe a solution that's been missed by lots of people. So, and, and you're still with me, mate? Yeah, no, definitely. I'm okay. still here. And it's right. getting okay. me thinking, because we are great. Build into something that I think is really interesting. Okay, I've had to look some numbers up here. Here we go. Let me have a look at my notes. Um, there, <laughs> there is a lab somewhere in Scotland, mate. I think it's a, a top secret place where they do a scientific experiment. Somewhere in Scotland. And essentially, they've got a, a fridge full of flu virus. So this is where that people, I think consenting adults, get paid a little bit of money to go and expose themselves to flu. And that's where the next level of vaccinations come from. All right, so consenting adults. And here, here's some stats that I've looked up. So open that fridge and uh, expose people to the flu virus, right? 49% of people are going to catch flu and they're going to catch it pretty bad, right? Unless they're already happy. Now, if you're one of these two percenters who's got relational energy and who's got this pizzazz and this upbeatedness about them, then only 27% of happy people will catch the flu, all right? And those 27% who catch the flu get better five days quicker than anybody else, all right? So I'm going to put to you, mate, is that happiness might actually be the best inoculation for this virus that's going around. And once again, I'm not belittling the thing and I'm, I'm not suggesting the government advice is bad. But if you want to be safe and secure, then maybe happiness is in fact the best medicine. And it goes, if I take it further than that, to territory that we talk to uh, talk about on our, on our courses, is that you, your emotional energy is contagious, right? So these two percenters that we talk about, these are uplifting human beings who make you feel good. So your happiness is in fact transferable. It creates a, what we call on the workshops a ripple effect. Emotions are contagious. So if you're happy, not only are you less likely to catch the virus, 
but you're much more likely to, to make other people happy. So they're less likely to catch the virus as well. So here are the numbers. And I know you know some of these numbers. I'm going to give you new numbers, all the listeners' new numbers, right? So your happiness, when you're feeling amazing, leaks out of you and it reaches three degrees of people removed from you, right? So this is science, mate. And the numbers to hang on to are this, 16, 10, and 6. So what that means, if you're in a good place and you're managing against the odds in the modern world to be happy and positive, then every single person that you meet during that day is going to be a minimum of 16% happier because you're in the room, right? So these are your direct contacts. Um, so this will be your family, your friends, your work colleagues, your customers. So let's imagine that you bounce into work feeling amazing, right? So that means that everybody in the office is going to be a minimum of 16% happier because you're in the office as well. So you're impacting on those closest to you. But it doesn't stop there, fella, all right? So then somebody from the office goes to, to a meeting in the business, right? Now, you're not at that meeting, but your, your, your work colleague, your team member is 16% happy. So now everybody else in that meeting is going to be 10% happier. They're going to catch your happiness secondhand by 10%. But fella, it also doesn't stop there. Let's assume that meeting breaks up and all those people go home to their families. So when they go home to their families, because they're 10% happier, it's going to leak out of them and their families are going to catch your happiness by 6%. So, so everybody you meet is 16% happier, everybody they meet is 10% happier, and everybody they meet is 6% happier, all right? So if you can't be bothered to be happy and, and feeling good in your own skin for, for yourself, then do it for those closest to you. We are creating a ripple effect, right? Now, there's 50,000 people listening to this podcast. So if everybody listening to this podcast attended The Art of Being Brilliant and became one of the two presenters, that, mate, is a contagion of happiness that potentially could inoculate. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting it out there, right? Could potentially inoculate the whole of the UK. Now, But I want to go further, all right, further than we've ever gone on the podcast before. And once again, I've had to look these stats up. But this is science, fella, right? Uh, a happy friend makes you 25% happier, right? So if you've got, but only, bizarrely, only if they live within one mile of you, right? So, but, but that's good. So having a happy mate will make you 25% happier. A happier brother or sister, if you've got a happy sibling, you are going to raise, they're going to raise your happiness by 14%, which is useful. But here's the biggie, a happy neighbor, and I know you'll love this, mate, because I know you're into neighborly stuff, right? A happy neighbor will raise your happiness by 34 so having a neighbor who's got a smile on their face will raise your happiness by 34%. So, mate, happiness is contagious. Happiness is inoculates you against flu. And I th I'm putting it out there as the doctor of happiness that maybe we actually have the best inoculation going is to feel amazing. So what do you think? Well, I think in worst case scenario, it can't hurt. It can't hurt to be positive and upbeat and be the best version of yourself. So that's the very minimum. That's the baseline that I come from with all of this. But it's your recovery time as well. There's lots of stats out there that actually say you've hit it, you need five days quicker. But we all know ourselves, if you're feeling good and something happens, you deal with it. It's just, it's just a bump in the road. And I'm not sort of dwelling on the, on the virus and, and sort of belittling it, as, as you rightly mentioned. But we can do so much more to how we feel and how we impact. So if we make an effort to start the day and finish the day positively, to leave work positively, to come in positively, Positively, it will, as you say, it ripples out. It hits everybody that's around us. And, and secondly, if you are going to be self-isolating self at home, you've got a choice. A lot of people are going to focus on what they can't do now. I can't go to the shops. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do the other. 
But if you look at it the other way, what can I do? I'm spending more time with my family. How can we interact? How can we exchange? What can we do more of? How can we turn this situation into, into a positive thing rather than a negative thing? I think if, if this wasn't here, most people would welcome the opportunity to spend a bit more time with their family. Mate, I, I think that's a beautiful point, actually, because the news uh, yesterday, Boris Johnson was t- did a news conference. I mean, obviously, you might be listening to this podcast in six months' time when this is all over, or in two years' time when it's all over. But Boris Johnson did a, um, a, a press conference when he said, self-isolation isn't self-isolation. If one person in the family has a sniffle, then the whole family is quarantined together. So you are going to be thrown, <laughs> you are going to be thrown together with your nearest and dearest, confined within those four walls. So what a great opportunity to cry and kind of do some family stuff, right? And, and actually bond with those closest to you. I think it's genius. Honestly, it potentially could be... I mean, I'm not going to say the virus is the best thing, right? Because it's obviously a terrible <clears throat> thing. You might lose... Boris also said... You know, people that you love will pass away a little bit quicker than you thought they might. So, um, once again, I'd be careful not to be too excited about a virus because nobody else is excited. Everybody else is in panic mode. But you are absolutely right. We're thrown together with our nearest and dearest. We can do stuff. Um, in fact, mate, can, we're also offering our workshops. I'll just do a little plug here. We are, I mean, we're working with various clients now who, for various reasons, they are, they are not putting people in a room together to do conferences. But we're doing video conferencing now. So we can bring the art of being brilliant to you and the science of happiness and well-being via Skype or Zoom or Microsoft Teams. So there are sort of um, Wi-Fi ways that we can get our message across to you if you wanted to. And while we're on it, mate, we're about to, and you're headlining this, right? Luncheon Lurds. Tell me about lunch. I can't believe we've never done it before. What's a luncheon lurd? A lunch and learn, as the name suggests, it's just like bite-sized brilliance. Um, one of the things I've noticed with a lot of clients and, and, and reasons for not booking a session are, well, getting everyone together, it's a hassle. Taking time out of the office, it, it's hassle. Putting everyone there, the additional cost of, lo- of you know, getting a site and doing all these kind of things. So, so we've had clients in the past trial this idea, and it's already proved successful. Get everyone together in the environment that they're used to. Have 45, 45 minutes worth of content and a material from us and give them all a free sandwich. And it, it, it can't, I don't know, it, it just works. People, and the, the thing I love about it and the feedback that we get on it is it's immediate. People go back into work feeling that little bit better, having had that uplift, be it bite-sized breakfast, be it... Um, yeah, it could be a breakfast, of, couldn't it? wouldn't have to be lunch. Yeah, they just rock up and, and we can do our thing in 45 minutes. And it's like I say, it's a spring in your step for everybody. And I think in terms of not having to book a venue and all that, I think it's just, I can't believe that we've not done it before. Can I just read, can I just tell the listeners what we're yeah, coming go up with? It, so we've I got, because we want to keep it tight, don't we? So we've got seven subjects that we're about to launch as soon as the virus is over, or you can have them by, via Skype or Zoom right now. So I'll go through the titles. Then there's one that, that I want to home in on, right? So uh, we've got Be More Dog, which I just love that title. We'll come back to that in a second. Um, we've got one called You Only Die Once, which I think we might have to change the title, fella. You know what I mean? Maybe we're going to call it something else. But, but how, the, in brackets, How to Live Every Single Day. And that's based on life being a short and precious gift and don't send it back unwrapped. Um, the third one is Inside Out Thinking, which I think is intensely interesting. I, I delivered a little bit of that in a, at a conference in Exeter yesterday, and mate, it, was, it went ever so well. It's, it takes me about as far as I can go. It takes me beyond my PhD into, um, into consciousness and that kind of thing. It is genius. I, I think it's a really, really cracking subject. Um, I mean, it starts with who wants less on their mind, and everybody's hand goes up, right? Well, that's Inside Out Thinking. The fourth one is The Art of Being Brilliant, which is our core product, mate. We've been running that for 15 years. It is still the best training on the planet. So in 45 minutes, we can deliver the headline news from the science of positive psychology wrapped up in the title called The Art of Being Brilliant. Uh, Number five is how to be a well-being. 
Um, and that's based on what I call mental uh, mental wealth. So often we, in, in the workplaces, we talk about mental health, but we don't mean mental health. We mean mental, mental ill health. And what I'm talking about is how do we shine in a world that's trying to knock us sideways? So how to be a well-being is brilliant in terms of the workplace as well. And number six, we, I know we've thrown this one around a little bit, and it, would anybody buy it? It's called Happy Families. Why would businesses buy something that's not about business? Well, the most enlightened businesses will understand that your well-being is about the whole you, the entire version of you. So going home and being the best mum, the best dad, uncle, auntie, brother, sister, grandma, granddad in the world, that boosts your well-being. And when you come to work the next day, you're feeling amazing and more productive. So I think the most enlightened organizations will buy into that for 45 minutes. And then the seventh one is we've called it Eat, Move, Sleep, which is about what I call um, the sort of keystone habits. Of if you get those three right, <laughs> so you eat the right kind of food, and we know that we know what we should be doing. Uh, we move, so we just get a little bit of exercise and sleep. The science of sleep there. Um, I think if we get those keystone habits right, then everything else becomes much more interesting. So there are seven bite-sized sort of lunch or breakfast menu items uh, that can all be delivered in forty-five minutes to businesses and schools. But be more, be more dog. <laughs> Tell me, because that's well, look, your baby. Tell me about be more dog. I know it's a bonkers title, but it's amazing. Everybody I've spoken to about it, it just resonates. People get it. You know, you look at dogs, and essentially, most of the time, they're fairly happy. Now, we all know that dogs do have disagreements, but they have a disagreement, and they get over it, and they move on. Whereas we tend not to. If we, we have a disagreement, we, we hang on to it, replay it. What could I have done differently? And, you know, we learn from it. And, and I kind of get that. But we possibly hang on to it for a little bit too long. And also, I think all the titles that you've just given, there's an element of be more dog in every single one of them. You know, let's take eat, move, sleep. Well, what do dogs do well? They sleep well. They go move around. They eat well. You know, all of this is, is, is relevant. Your dog wakes up and approaches the day, I think, genuinely with the attitude of let's, let, let's see how fantastic today can be. It's a new day. Let's give it the opportunity to be brilliant and just go for it from there. You know, most of my life, um, definitely when I've lived in the UK, I've had dogs. I've trained dogs for, for a club. I've, I've trained dogs for myself. I've had businesses, as you know. And it, it's interesting. When I had a, my business and, and dogs, I was looking at all the stuff I was doing for dog training, kind of fitted around the world of, of business as well. The consistency, the clear guidelines, these kind of things, and clear parameters. But then when I moved into the world that I operate in now, it's so much more applicable. So much of what we talk about, you just translate it. They, they get it. Dogs get it. Dogs have got it nailed, right? If I can come back as anything, <laughs> I want to come back as a dog. Ideally in the UK, you know, I don't want to be kicking around some, some awful bit. But overall, their life is just fantastic. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's raining. They're going for a walk. And the rain doesn't matter because the walk is good. And we, we can... You know, Sign me up, fella. It's not silly bonkers stuff. We, it, it's kind of... It, it, what can we learn from them that we already know that if by looking at a dog it reinforces that message and makes it more sticky then then it has to be and it's it's a no-brainer for I, me mate, i often tell an audience because i've got a dog as well i often tell my audience i'm trying to be the kind of person my dog thinks i am my dog <laughs> is amazing every single day when i come down to make a cup of tea she she sleeps in the kitchen she's all over me like a rush she's like oh my gosh it's him again it's my, my i love him i love him and uh, and every time the doorbell rings she thinks it's for her every single time it never it never has been but she every single time but one that was talking one of the guys um you know in the group jp and he came out with you know he questioned he asked what advice would your dog give you yeah. all right don't give any more secrets away mate but that is that is a brand new lunch and learn or a breakfast club 45 minutes of be more dog i absolutely love it and mate while i've got you 
Well, I've got your back. By the way, I did. Um, I think there's an element of mindfulness in this as well. And I, I, I did a train journey to Newcastle the other day, three hours from Derby to Newcastle. And do you know what? I got on that train, and I, I spent 15 years researching happiness. I understand mindfulness. I understand being in the moment. But from the minute I got on the train, I opened my laptop, I logged onto the Wi-Fi, and I worked for three hours, three and a quarter hours nonstop, either on my phone or on my laptop, typing away. And then I closed my laptop as the announcer announced we're getting to Newcastle. And at no point, <laughs> at no point on that journey did I just sit and do nothing and just stare out the window. And do you know what? I got off the train at Newcastle and I was exhausted and I, my mental energy had gone. And I regret now on that journey. Not, there's, a, there's an Italian phrase you introduced me to. Can you remember yeah, what it's it is? Can you, brilliant. Yeah, it's uh, dolce far niente. Dolce far niente. Let's say and I'm sorry to any Italian out there that I've offended with that pronunciation, by the way. Dolce far niente. What does that mean, fella? What does that mean? Because I absolutely love it. It, it, it's it's just finding peace. It's, it's it's taking time for you without feeling guilty. That's about the it. point, mate. Right? Can I focus on that bit? It is doing nothing, right? But without feeling guilty about doing nothing. And I think it's that's the bit I'm struggling with. I, I'm okay at doing nothing, but I I can only do nothing for about five minutes, and then I start itching to do something because I think I should be doing something. And I love the 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 Italian concept of sitting and watching the world go by and not feeling guilty about it. So. I think there's an element to be more dog in that as well. That's kind of be more dog, isn't it? My dog's really good at doing nothing and not feeling, she don't feel guilty about it. But it's also an easy, and I'm hit on the be more dog thing. We all know standing in the, you know, on a winter's day, you go and stand in a bit of sunshine and you stretch out and you think, this is wonderful. Well, look at your dog. What's, you know, all this kind of stuff, they're, they're getting it. But it is that, it's being happy doing nothing is is, is really difficult. I did a, a gig with you guys for a, a sales company, and they said, you know, what can we get the people to do before the event? And I went, I was a bit sort of stumped. I went, well, do nothing for five minutes. And they went, seriously? I went, yeah, see. And they rang back and said, look, we're struggling to get struggling people to do nothing. To do nothing. It's, well, how do we go about it? So we went from 30 seconds to a minute to two minutes to five minutes. And when we came up and said, you know, who can do it? And there were people like, generally, I can't. And, and it's the same as if you put something in the microwave for three minutes, if you're that unhealthy, that, and I, I eat from the microwave, uh, you eat from the microwave, you've got to do something else for those three minutes because you're that busy. <laughs> and I, I use this, this, this story as well, just quickly, on, on the gigs that I do. We've just had some work done on a house, had a new kitchen put in. It's got one of those instant hot water taps. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's the fantastic. And anybody that's got kids and washing bottles, they think the instant hot water tap is fantastic. But dogs hate it. Because in the old days, you used to go in, flick the kettle on, go and talk to the dogs while the kettle boiled, and then sort of spend a bit of time, and probably recharge myself because I was spending a bit of time with the dogs. But now it's instant. Life's getting faster, but it's not, ne- and we say this, it's not necessarily getting better. So this little Italian phrase, I think, takes us back into, actually, let's not feel bad about doing nothing and look at it as a bit of a recharge along the way. Uh, or, or at the very least, do something you enjoy for a few minutes for you. It's that self-help is so important and in all of this virus situation that we've got at the moment look after yourself so that you can look after the people around you it has to be key i love it mate i love it i think i one of our, once again one of our catchphrases we're living life fast but are we living it well and that is a very deep thing because we're all busy i think doing the wrong things and i'm guilty on that train i was busy i think working and i should at least for half the journey just sat and watched the world go by anyway i've learned i've learned and you're, you're always in education mate you're one of those two percenters so i feel better after talking to you which is great i've also about to do um i can I just finish with this although it's your podcast so we'd have to no, go on, we can come. um uh 
Tony Robbins, so in case anybody doesn't know who Tony Robbins is, he's, he's the world's most amazing speaker, right? So he's, he earns the most money, does the most gigs. He's like six and a half foot tall, a monstrous speaker. He's like just amazing. He's got lots of books out there. And he did a thing, uh, the top 10 world's best speakers on Twitter the other day. And I kind of had a look at them. And they're all, they're all very good. And they're all celebrities, though. Yeah, they're all celebs. So I kind of, I'm about to release a blog that is the UK's best speaker. So I've picked a dozen from the UK and my only criteria is they're not allowed to be celebrities there's no Olympians there's no Bear Grylls so Ken Robinson isn't on there even though he is kind of the world's best speaker no Richard Branson no Matthew Syed even though he's he's uh, he's a really good speaker so if you were going to lose all the celebs and you boil it down I've called it the um I, I picked 12 right and obviously you have to read the blog to find out who the 12 are but mate I've put you in there right and I'm just, can I just read out because I want you to explain then what you're doing at After Being Brill, because you, we've given you a new role. But let me just explain why you're in there. So in no, I've put them in no particular order. <clears throat> You'll be delighted to hear that you're in there and you're in at number five. So it Fantastic. says this, says this, Jason Todd, in brackets. So in brackets is what you deliver, right? So three principles, which is kind of mind and consciousness stuff, right? Well-being, business, positive psychology and happiness and be more dog. And it says this, a self-made businessman who accumulated wealth and fast cars before jacking it all in and delivering well-being instead. Poorer, but happier, Jace is focused on one thing, making a difference to people's lives. He delivers an awesome keynote and is working on something brand new called Be More Dog. I cannot wait. So, mate, I mean, I put you in there because I think... You are one of the most amazing kind of high energy, inspirational people who keeps it really simple. But as well as doing workshops for us, what else are you doing? Can we just tell the listeners what you're doing? We can, but I just want to pick up on something you said there that that that, that I really kind of goes for me at the moment is, is you know making a positive. We all make a difference to people's lives. So if we're going to make a difference, why don't we just make a positive one? regardless of what we do we all impact on everybody's around us and, and you mentioned that about these speakers that get people listening to them one of the biggest people that we listen to is is when we're speaking to ourselves and the language that we use so maybe sometimes we need to consider the language we use when we're speaking with ourselves and i know that's part of what we do but you, you were saying about the new thing for the art of brill we i, I suppose it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a commercial role but it's talking about the difference that we make. I think we're one of the best kept secrets out there. It is unbelievable. I think we are the company that's giving up, you know, that's selling 50 pound notes for a fiver, but we're just not telling anybody about it. The difference that it makes, the feel good that I get delivering this in, in schools, in businesses. It, I love working with the NHS. It's amazing, but we're not telling enough people about it. We've probably got the best kept secret out there. So I think the idea is, is to expand, not in an aggressive buy one, get one free or I'll be in your face kind of way. But it's just letting people know the difference and reminding people how they feel when they're being the best version of themselves and how that ripples across the board. And, and the tagline for us that I love is this isn't about work. I'm not interested in making you a better accountant. I'm not interested in making you whatever element it is that you do for your company. It's, it's looking at the whole you and the impact that that has both inside and outside of work. It's it's. It's world-changing. It's life-changing. I know you, you're, you're the king of stats, but they, they reckon on average, isn't it? If you're positive and upbeat and the best version of you, you're adding 10 years to your life. Yeah. 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 And Why I think, I think what this? we've done, mate, is we've, we've been around 15 years now. So the Ottobin Brill, and we've, we've grown <clears> over those 15 years. So we go back 15 years ago, it was me, right? And then it was the three of us. And now there's 25 of us. And I... 
back in the day, I knew all our customers and I would go and have a cup of tea with them and I'd be able to chat things through. But now we're of a decent size. I can't do that. And, and I feel really bad about not being able to do that. So in terms of putting you in charge of kind of brilliant biz, if you like, brilliant business, is people, you can go and have a cup of tea with them, mate, and have a chat about how can we help embed positive psychology and well-being and mental wealth in your business or your school for for the benefit of everybody i mean and the mental health stats are, are ridiculous at the moment in terms of going the wrong way so we're trying to put that right and you're right we don't shout him out if i was to tell you mate i don't even know if you know this right so we capture data or we try to capture customer feedback every time or with two two questions it's the net promoter score right so how did you rate the, the training and would you recommend us all right, and we are scoring after 1500 sort of since we started to do that, we've got 1500 um, bits of information data in from 1500 clients, and we are scoring 9.76. Right, on, on would you recommend us? And how, it's like a 9.8 on the other scale. It is amazing. Our companies will die for feedback like that, and we are not telling companies, plus, we're not for profit. So, the other thing is which is one of your remits, I think, is to get this out. Oh. I think this is the best kept secret. So we, at the, end of the, at the end of the year, if we actually have made some money, we put that into a separate pot, and then we that pot then allows us to deliver stuff in schools and for community projects. So we've got a pot of money. We don't make any money. I mean, why does nobody know that? Why are we, why are we not shouting about that? So that's your role, mate, is to shout about that. But I... <laughs> I'm excited to have you on board, mate. So thanks for, for joining us. And... Um, I, I think we're going to have to kind of cut a halt to it there because I think people, I think it's going to turn into a sales pitch and people don't like that. So, But it isn't really. It's about – this is our, our coronavirus special. Don't panic. Don't panic. <sighs> don't do what everybody else is doing. And if you do have to lock yourself away in your house with your family, use that time wisely to build relationships. And happiness is the best medicine. And just very, very quickly, um, we're coming into spring. Just go and look out your window at the good stuff that's starting to happen. There's new shoots coming through. There's new life. There is good stuff going on. We're just not necessarily looking for it. And if we do start noticing some of the good things, we'll start feeling better in ourselves. We'll notice more of it and we'll share it. I, I don't know. For me, we can make such a massive difference in what we do as the art of brilliance by getting people to, to just focus on the good stuff that's already out there. Simple as. Okay. It's been a pleasure appearing on your podcast, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm Nate. Thanks a lot for having me along as well. Cheers, Andy. And that, dear listener, is that. I hope you found it as interesting and as useful and as stimulating as I did. Congratulations, by the way, on making such a great choice of listening material. Please subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I wish you well. You've been listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. Listen to and subscribe to all our podcasts at www.artofbrilliance.co.uk slash podcast.